not just once a week, but every day? What does spiritual rest look like? We're going to talk about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hi everyone, my name is Justin Kim and you're on Inverse and in the studio with us we have Sebastian, we have Jonathan, and we have Siku. And so happy that my three friends are here with you're us. You're happy Sebastian's oh, finally, here. finally here. Finally. Do your happy <laughs> dance. You have uh, the specter of, of, of Sebastian's always with us and so I always expect him to be there. Uh, we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 4. We've been looking at uh, Sabbath. I mean the entire, what, last 10 weeks or so. And now we're going to actually go into Hebrews 4 where Paul does talk about the, the spiritual rest that, that, uh, that he talks about. So we're going to have a word of prayer uh, and stop talking in cyclical sentences and we're going to look at more of the deeper elements of, of Sabbath. We want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org, download the Bible study guide entitled Meditations on Sabbath and study along with us. So Siku, can you pray for us? Sure. Let us pray. Loving Father, we ask that as we come to your word, um, we would humble ourselves to be willing to learn from your spirit. Teach us now so that we can align ourselves with what you expect from us as revealed in scripture. We pray these things in your name. Amen. 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 Jonathan, before we read scripture, what is something that um, has, has, um, that you've really taken to heart once again regarding the, the topic of the Sabbath after all these weeks that we've been in? Yeah. I really appreciate it that we don't just talk about, you know, this Bible verse and then, you know, we, we go down all the apologetics uh, of the Sabbath, but not that that's wrong, mm-hmm. but that we kind of flesh out the Sabbath with, I don't want to call it the mystery of the Sabbath, but more like the, the spiritual, uh, personal experience of, mm-hmm. of really stepping into that holy time with God and what that means and what the different aspects are of that. You know, like last week we talked about sanctification, yeah. how the Sabbath, you know, is connected to that. Right. And at first you're like, how does that connect? But it, it's totally connected to everything. Right. And, and just seeing uh, the reality of God's presence uh, in the Sabbath and how that plays a significant role in my personal spiritual walk, that the Sabbath is not just, okay, I go to church and I don't do this and I don't do this. It's, it's really reconnecting with the Creator, His creative power and transformational power mm-hmm. uh, in my life. And so mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated that focus in, in these meditations mm-hmm. that we're taking. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at the Word, we're in verse, but it, it is um, uh, taking more of these yeah, I don't know, mystical, I guess, aspects of, of the yeah, Sabbath. Uh, we would say spiritual. Spiritual, yeah, spiritual. that's not a better word. <laughs> but mystical, we understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah no, uh, we, we young adults do need a space to see where all these things connect. Yeah. And of all of the doctrines of the Bible, the Sabbath is pretty much the clearest one. It's found in Scripture. It's found all throughout. And there's many apologetic resources. So if you're not convinced that the seventh day is the Sabbath, there are many resources out there for you to study on your own. There are many have come to their own independent conclusions that the seventh day Sabbath is the true biblical Sabbath. But beyond that, and even among Sabbath keepers ourselves, uh, we often don't get to that next level. We may know it theoretically or in passing and hopefully we can make this part of our weekly practice mm-hmm. in our mystical, spiritual, <laughs> spiritual. Ex- existential, experiential <laughs> component of our, of our lives. I right. uh, appreciate that, Jonathan. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Sebastian, can you read uh, Hebrews chapter one, uh, chapter 4, verse 1, I'm sorry. Chapter mm-hmm. 4, verse 1 through, let's go to 10. Okay, sure. 
Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience, again he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time, as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. And I'll read verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really cool that in each passage of Scripture, there's always this one word that's repeated over and word uh, over and over again. Yep. And in this passage, it's the word rest. Yeah, Paul is, is fixated. I believe Paul, or whoever you may believe is the author <laughs> of, of, of Hebrews, who, whoever you're convicted on, but I believe it's Paul. Uh, it's the word rest, 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 all the way through there. And there is a rest that the Hebrews, ancient Israelites, kept, and which Paul is saying it's not the real rest that God intended. Mm -hmm. And we may be able to academically discern what those two are, but the question is, are we also making the same mistake mm -hmm. today? That's so right. the question is this, what are some ways that, you all keep Sabbath, what's, what's your normal Sabbath um, habit, pattern, routine? Uh, routine? What does it look like? What does it look like, Sebastian? Um, well, in my family, we um, typically start by, we have a candle, a Sabbath candle that we light about an hour, two hours before Sabbath. Um, Where do you get this Sabbath candle? Uh, we usually buy a really, really nice one, probably like 50, 60 bucks. Smells really good. Wow. It's really expensive. Wow. Um, Does it say Happy Sabbath, Braxton? <laughs> no, we wish. We, we could get that level of customization, my kids would be excited. Um, and There's then from, opportunity there. from there, we usually say sorry for anything that we've done throughout the week okay. to each other. And um, I cook pancakes. My wife makes... You guys um, have pancakes on Friday night? Every Friday. Okay, cool. To bring in the Sabbath. Cool. Yeah. Uh, tofu, fruit, tofu scramble. And then um, we sing uh, a song, a hymn together. And then one of the kids prays. We turn all the lights out. So all you see is the candle. And then after they pray, they blow out the candle. And we say, happy Sabbath. Pretty miserable. you go to bed. <laughs> no, then we eat. <laughs> then you eat. <laughs> so it's then kind of eat. like trying to help, you know, my kids love the pancakes and all yeah, of that. And yeah. so it's like a highlight thing. Like, yeah. oh, you know, every week we get this and cool. we get to celebrate together. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Very cool. How about you, John? Uh, currently, uh, my wife and I and our little Zoe, mm -hmm. our little baby, <laughs> we welcome the Sabbath with friends. So we have uh, like a small group of friends that comes to our home every Friday night and we, we eat together. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we, we fellowship and then have a Bible study. We just study the Word of God, sing together. Uh, so we welcome the Sabbath together with, with friends. And then, uh, you know, to take the whole arc to the other end, uh, on Saturday evening, 
um, when the Sabbath ends, uh, we have a song, a German song, that my wife and I sing. It's the Lord's Prayer in German. It's really beautiful. I'm not going to sing it now. Oh, I was just going to ask. <laughs> sing it for <laughs> us. Uh, and and that, we, you know, that way we close the Sabbath, of course, with prayer and so on. Yeah. But that's, that's kind of the arc. And in between, of course, is church and uh, yeah. other aspects, nature, walks. And yeah. Good. Anything? We're talking about how we welcome. Yeah, Sabbath. no. How's what's your routine on Sabbath? Anything that you do? It could, no, it could be or welcoming or closing oh, or during or. During. Mm -hmm. um, so my Sabbath experience has become busier <laughs> over time. Oh yeah. Um, and a lot of it includes, you know, making sure that the children have a good Sabbath because mm -hmm. I want them to mm. um, enjoy their Sabbath experience. So. Um, I kind of feel like, you know, you know, the priests would work <laughs> you know, on the Sabbath. So that's kind of, it's holy work though, okay. you know, for the children. Um, mm -hmm. So, so my weeks are actually like a lot of preparation for the Sabbath to make sure that it's special for the kids. So mm. like what activities are we going to do so that, because they're different ages, things that are going to appeal to the different <laughs> ages that they are, um, that will have like be coherent, you know, in a story arc. And then something we can do as a family, like mm -hmm. so if you go on a nature walk, like activities during the walk that will tie together with what we did during Sabbath school. Um, so that's a huge part of my Sabbath experience is really like making it a special and spiritual experience for, for the kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then we don't give the kids, we try not to give the kids any sugar because they're already super hyper. <laughs> um, so like Sabbath is the one day that they get to drink orange juice. And that's like, they're super excited because mm -hmm. they get to have juice on Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Orange juice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, so just try to do things that are, you know, that'll make the day special that's for them. Mm -hmm. um, that'll be different. That bring us together as a family and mm -hmm. point them to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Uh, I have some similar stuff to you guys. Uh, I guess I'll share a little bit, because I want to. But I want to ask a question: where this is going towards? Mm -hmm. Is uh, on Friday night we do have a candle. We just go to the random Hobby Lobby and just get some candles. And, okay. <laughs> uh, the, the boys are not really enamored with the candle. They're just enamored with the fire to burn okay. something down. Correct. And so it doesn't matter what candle we get, but they do know what time sundown is. We do gather together, and then we we have a little worship service. After worship service, we have family council always on Friday night. Hmm. And on family council, we do kind of the things where we say uh, we say sorry for all the, the bad things that, that we may have done. And we talk about how to troubleshoot some of those things and communicate. And, and, and so we actually set up rules, and we have a little family journal that we open together. We write the Friday night, uh, the Friday date, and then we have little bullet icons, and we do a little uh, Ten Commandments logo, and those are all the rules <laughs> of our family. And uh, from little, little, our little one, who's five years old, all the way to, to mommy and daddy, we can, we can set what rules we want, and we vote them in. Mm -hmm. Of course, mommy and daddy have veto power and absolute power <laughs> and whatever power. But we do try to incorporate them in the process. We're like, That's hey, awesome. next time someone, someone violates this, this is the, this is the punishment. Mm -hmm. How many are you in favor of? And we raise our hands. And then if someone's against, we're like, well, you've got to give your reasoning. And so we have a five-year-old reasoning why this punishment is not, is not, not, not the case <laughs> and that how this punishment is better. Yeah. And then it's all settled. I mean, they are, they're on a reasoning level. And then next, throughout the week, next six days, this is where this now rule is now implemented. And should they violate, 
it's their own punishment that they decided. Yeah. And it's been really great because now they're like, oh, uh, and then they know, and like, okay, and then and they, they go through the punishment they decided. Mm. We do also have other elements where we do um, things that happen during the week that we want to remember and record in the family journal. Mm. Oh. So it could be things that, that mommy cooked or, you know, stories that daddy told or trips that we went to or friends that we met or special meals that we've had. So these are in, 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 recorded in, 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 memor- in, in forever in, the, in this Immortalized. book. Immortalized. Um, and then we have this just wonderful time of, 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 of spending time together right. uh, and, and just hanging out and just pausing. Mm. Uh, I guess the question is, uh, the, the reason I ask you this is sometimes we get into our ruts of our, our cadences mm-hmm. and our traditions and we can look back upon the Jews and say, ah, oh, they did all these bad things and da 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 and criticize, but we're keeping this Sabbath. But according to Hebrews chapter 4, they were keeping, they still had a yet another Sabbath to keep. That rest, and it wasn't just on one day, on the seventh day, but it was every single day they were to keep it. What is that rest? When we come back after the break, we're going to assess what that rest is and how we can enter it on an everyday experiential level. So stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. We're in Hebrews chapter 4 where Paul talks about that rest. And I want to open it up. When we talk about, well, this goes back into the Old Testament context. Mm. Hebrews, uh, Israelites, Jews, depending on what the term is, what, what historical time period. Uh, when they were to experience rest, they were, to, they were given their own land. Mm-hmm. And in, while in the land, they were ex- experiencing rest. This is not just, you know, rest, sleep. This is not just rest in terms of like, oh, let's just relax. What is that rest that, that Paul talks about? And how can we get? That's, the, that's really the core of what we're talking about. And I guess my, my, my nice jab is there are many Sabbatarian keepers, Sabbath keepers, we're not really keeping the Sabbath, mm-hmm. though they are observing the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we avoid making that same mistake from history? Mm-hmm. Sebastian, Jonathan, well, Siku. You, you start off with, you know, in, in Matthew chapter 11. Matthew um, 11. You know, if we go there briefly, we see that Jesus, he gives an invitation um, that speaks to this concept of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, starting in, in verse 28, mm-hmm. Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is essentially setting himself up as the source of actual rest. Mm-hmm. And these are people who are keeping the Sabbath, mm-hmm. but yet they still could be laboring in heavy laden. And a lot of the, the, the heavy ladenness were the traditions. So when we look you know, in our, our scripture reading in Hebrews 4, he tells us that in verse 2, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed mm-hmm. with faith in those who heard it. Mm-hmm. For we who have believed do enter that rest. Mm-hmm. So it has to do with ultimately that trust and that by believing in Christ and accepting what he has done or this specific invitation in Matthew 11, I need to come learn of Jesus. I need to yoke up with Jesus. I need to depend upon Jesus. Mm. He's the strong ox. He's the experienced ox. I just need to put on his yoke and learn to walk with him. 
Mm-hmm. And that yoke is easy because he's carrying the bulk of the burden in that particular service that's going on. And so I think this is the, the critical piece that why a lot of people don't experience rest. They got traditions, they're keeping the Sabbath, they take the time off from work, mm-hmm. but they're not yoking up with Jesus, learning of him and letting those burdens rest mm-hmm. upon him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John? Um, if we can go to Exodus real quick. Uh, Exodus? Exodus 33. Exodus 33. Yeah. I thought you were going to say verse, 20. Okay. <laughs> Exodus 33 and then go to verse 14. 33, 14. Yes. Uh, here G- uh, God is speaking to... Um, wonderful verse. A wonderful verse. It says, And He said, My presence, God's presence, will go with you, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. So, what we see, uh, this concept that Paul is referring to in Hebrews, is that God wants to give us multiple level, levels of rest, the common denominator being Him. So, for the Israelites, rest from slavery rest in their new land, right? Rest from their enemies attacking them, having just a time, I mean, they just came out of 400 years of slavery, right? These people need rest. Uh, there's generational trauma that has to be, you know, healed. <laughs> so, we, we talk about rest from physical uh, problems and, and, and physical enemies. But then, on a deeper level, as Sebastian just brought out, the next level is the, re- the spiritual rest that, that God wants to offer us, which is, you know, rest from our troubles, rest from our, rest from self, right? Rest from having to do it in your own strength, but trusting in Christ with your burdens, with your life, because, I mean, we need Him. And then ultimately, uh, there is a third level of rest, which is, again, has to do with the physical, but combines it with the spiritual, which is the ultimate goal of where God wants to bring us, which is, you know, eternity with Him, rest from sin. Like com- no more sin or effect, uh, there's no more sin exists after, mm-hmm. you know, everything is said and done. Yeah. And so, all these levels of rest that God wants to provide, as I said, common denom- denominator is God. And so, He is willing to give that to all of us, even today. While we might not be Israel in the sense of, you know, we have all these enemies attacking us now, God wants to give us rest from self, from, from work. And this is where the Sabbath comes in. The Sabbath illustrates all these levels of rest that the God that God wants to give us, mm-hmm. and it's it's a gift from Him. It's really amazing. And and how does it happen? As Exodus said, my presence will go with you. Right, mm-hmm. the presence of God is with you, which He specially promised in the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, all these levels of rest will take place in your life. Amen. And just to go, going back to Hebrews chapter four, um, actually in the previous uh, three four verses in chapter three. Um, it gives the context that, you know, that he's talking about, the historical context that he's talking mm-hmm. about. The Israelites, you know, they get to the borders of the land of Canaan, they send mm-hmm. in the spies, and they come back and they're like, oh, you know, they're these huge giants and we can't, you know, they're going to eat us up. Um, and it says it was, they couldn't enter that rest in verse 19 because of unbelief, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Verse 18, it says, but to those who did not yeah. obey. Mm-hmm. They failed to obey because they failed to believe mm. that God was able to give them mm. the rest that He had promised, mm. right? right. Mm-hmm. So, whether it's at the physical level for the children of Israel, whether it's at the, the level of our spiritual experience on this earth, or whether it's entering into heaven, the ultimate rest that He wants to give us, if we don't obey, it comes out of a lack of belief in the one who has promised mm-hmm. that his presence will go with us and he will give us the rest. Mm-hmm. And so the thing, that, the thing that ties together, that gives us the opportunity to enter into the rest that God wants to give us is if it's mingled with faith, as Paul says. Mm-hmm. We have faith in the one who has promised to give us rest. Mm-hmm. So yep. we cannot experience Sabbath just by not doing stuff. True Sabbath experience mm. comes from 
exercising faith, believing in the one who has said that he will give us whatever it is. And, and it extends to all the promises of scripture. He's the one who's going to provide bread mm. for your family. He's going to provide food for you to mm, eat. Right. So because I believe in you, Lord, I will not work on Sabbath even if my job is threatened, but I believe that you are the one who provides for me. Mm. And that belief, that mingling of faith is what gives us the rest. Mm -hmm. You know, not just, I'm not going to go to work because I'm a seventh day out. It's a, a proactive people. setting, you're saying, rather than right. a passive setting. Exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think this That's is critical because in, in, um, in Hebrews 4, Right. Even that that when he says, you know, enter into that rest. Right. The original Greek is like it's a Sabbath like rest. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're learning from the Sabbath what kind of rest God is trying to do. And ultimately, going back to you know our previous episode, um, I think it was episode five, where you're dealing with the fact that this is the end. Right. So he finished his work and he rested as one completed. Mm -hmm. So when you have unbelief, like Siku was describing, then we are now in a situation where we're saying God's not going to be able to finish what he started and what he promised that he would do. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, why can't you enter? Because you don't believe. Mm -hmm. You don't hang on to the promise of God. You don't rest on his word mm -hmm. and say what he said he's going to do, he's actually going to do, which means that belief is the obedience, mm -hmm. right? To obey is actually just to believe and to trust him. Mm -hmm. That's your obedience. Mm -hmm. So the, the, and this goes back to John 3 when Jesus is saying, that this is the condemnation, right? That light has come and men love darkness rather than light. And where is the condemnation? That they refuse to believe mm. upon the Son of God. Just having that faith and belief is why you cannot enter the rest. You may keep the external rituals, mm -hmm. you may participate in the religious services, but it is your faith that gives you access mm. to the actual rest. Yeah. Oh, I, I appreciate the, in verse 3, it says, enter into rest, enter into rest. Mm -hmm. uh, verse 5, enter my rest. Yeah. It's almost, uh, there's this parallel to entering into the land, the promised land, and receiving, yeah. inheriting this land. I went to a Jewish school, a Jewish university, and they, there are many Jews who are very fixated on the Holy Land, on getting their land back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, a, as someone who was raised in North America, this is a, a concept. Why do we need land? We have a lot of land. Just go anywhere and just, <laughs> why, does, why does this land for, so important? So true. But for a people who is a very small people, and throughout Jewish history you see it, mm -hmm. they're constantly bombarded by different enemies who are trying to take them over. Mm -hmm. yeah. Their personal identity as a people is rooted in that land. Yeah. Their, their origin, their, their stories, their, all their, their past, their future is all just, just so, so just grounded, root, I don't mean to, that's the pun intended, but rooted in, in, <laughs> in, that, in that piece of land. And until they, they, they have just full ownership of their land, they're in constant anxiety, constant, you know, just, yeah. just, lux. just no lux, right? Yeah. And here, he's like, even though they were keeping Sabbath, they had no Sabbath. They had no Sabbathness to them. Yep. Mm -hmm. And how many of us were keeping our, you know, the, going to church? And I'm talking to Sabbath keepers, Sabbatarians, that we go and we keep from sundown to sundown. We, ha we, we got the Sabbath down. But we're worried about the IRS. We're worried about social justice issues. We're worried about making basic, you know, rent. Yeah. We're worried about all these things. We don't know who our identity is. We've got family problems going on, marriage problems going on, yeah. all these things. And we look back and we laugh at the Jews for like, man, why can't they get it? I'm keeping the Sabbath. But we are going existentially through the same exactly. things. And we don't have the Sabbathness. Yep. Not only on Saturday, but on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, on Friday. That, that right? shalom, yeah. that, that peace. That just resonates with us.
And it, you know what, what the verse brings out? It, it talks about they shall not enter my rest. Mm. If we're talking here about if it's God's rest, that means God did a work, mm. right? So God worked, so God rested. So what? When if we rest, we enter His rest. That means we also enter into whatever He accomplished in His mm. work. That's exactly and right. What did He accomplish? You look at the cross. Jesus said it is finished. God, Jesus accomplished salvation, which provides all these elements of rest that we talked about uh, on a Grace, spiritual sense. Grace, peace, pardon, mm -hmm. sanctification. All, all of it. All of it, right? Yep. And so throughout the week, not just on Sabbath, but throughout the week, we can enter into that experience mm -hmm. through faith. Uh, it, you know, requires that intentional connection with Jesus, but we can experience that peace. We don't have to be burdened. Mm -hmm. uh, as you mentioned, Matthew 11, that yoke, it, we don't have to have that. We can let go um, mm -hmm. and enter into God's rest because God accomplished the work for us. And, mm -hmm. and He will accomplish, right? To me, entering yes. into the rest is before you receive the end, because we're going to come to that later in yes. Hebrews, mm -hmm. right? That without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? But these people died in faith, not having received the promise, mm -hmm. but they did enter His rest. Yes. Mm -hmm. So even though Abraham is dead, he entered and into His rest because he's like, I know God is going to do this, and I'm looking for a city whose builder and, and maker is God. And that's why keeping the Sabbath with that understanding and that experience is almost a prophetic activity because yep. you are, you are by keeping the Sabbath, you are saying, I'm, you know, I'm not just keeping it for now, but I'm keeping it because I'm looking forward to that final rest mm. that comes when we enter, you know, the holy mm -hmm. city. Yeah. So it's just really, really powerful, mm -hmm. all that in Hebrew. It's as if we keep the Sabbath once a week, but the Sabbath keeps us it for keeps the remaining us. six days. Wow. Yeah, we are to be Amen. Sabbath keepers all week, although we have to remember the seventh day Sabbath. There is that balance. We want to give a special shout out to all of you who have been supporting us all throughout the years and in different parts of the world. We want to say a special shout out to the Austrians out there who study Imvort. Uh, we want to shout out to the Filipinos and the Indonesians from East Indonesia and West Indonesia, all your support for Inverse out there, to all the Aussies and Canadians and Indians and the British who study the English version and also those who study Inverso in Espanol in Latin and in South America. We have been inundated by your support on social media and through email, and we want to say gracias, thank you, and danke schön. Uh, <laughs> forgive me for my German. Hopefully this episode has been a real blessing to you to get the Sabbathness of Sabbath all seven days of the week rooted in Jesus and receiving His rest. That's our prayer, and hopefully that's your prayer out there. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week as we continue studying the topic of the Sabbath. God bless you. listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel. 
television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.